Today, we talk magic, white magic versus black magic, and even witches too, so stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Keith Crosby Out of My Mind. This is Podcast 056, Podcast 56, and today we want to have a biblical conversation with you about the crazy world in which we live. So join us over the next 20 minutes as we provide you a bird's eye view perspective of some complex issue confronting our culture, the church, and you as we try to apply God's word to make sense of it all. And at the end of the podcast, we'll point you to additional resources just in case you'd like to study the matter a little bit deeper. In the meantime, let's get started. All right, so we've gone from demons and the occult and casting out demons, and now we're at magic. I'm wondering where we're going to go next. So why don't you tell us, how are you going to tile this into the occult and and all of those things? When I think of magic, I usually think of, uh, you know, Merlin the magician and like the the tricks that they play at kids' parties and things like that. Um, but I guess we're we're probably coming from a different direction on this one, yeah? Yeah, yes, we are, Mark. The word magic conjures up, no pun intended, different images or ideas for different kinds of people. And it can be a little confusing and understandably so. If you look up the term magic in Wikipedia... Oh, man, Wikipedia. You uh, you seem to like Wikipedia for this one, Keith. Well, I tell you, Wikipedia, I would not use Wikipedia for a research paper. And when I was in graduate school, it wasn't an accepted was not an accepted source of information because of the way the contributors contribute. It's really not the most reliable, reliable source of information. However, it is helpful because it does give us insight into how the culture looks at uh, certain issues and certain events in history. So let's get back to Wikipedia and magic. Here's what Wikipedia says. Magic may refer to, one, magic, supernatural magic, beliefs and actions employed to influence supernatural beings or forces. Magic as illusion, the art of appearing to perform supernatural feats. I think that's your idea, Mark, about guys doing magic tricks at birthday parties. Magical thinking, the belief that unrelated events are causally connected or related to one another, particularly as, as a result of supernatural effects. And then there's magic and fiction, the genre of fiction that uses supernatural elements as a theme. Speaking of themes, do you notice the theme here, maybe? Yeah, it seems that the the magic, or at least the idea of magic, can mean many things to many people. And I think people have got a varying degree of what they believe in it. Um, And so I think magic, probably, I guess, the best way to look at it is in today's culture. um, And it really seems to be inherently connected with the supernatural. Um, so what direction are we going to go in this discussion today? Um, are, we, are we going the supernatural direction or both? I, I would say both, but before we dive in too deeply, let me clarify a couple of things. Here's what we're not talking about, and I got this terminology from a documentary I just watched. What we're not talking about are so-called honest liars. Now, I know that sounds self-contradictory, But these honest liars, according to this documentary I saw, are the illusionist and so-called mentalist or magicians who tell you that they're going to fool you, and then they do fool you. Uh, You might see these folks on a magic show or a variety show or on a cruise ship or maybe on TV, but they're very clear that they're not really supernatural. And that it's all in good fun. I, I think of the Las Vegas performers like Penn and Teller or years ago David Copperfield or the people you even saw in a recent movie called Now You See Me. And when I was in high school and college, there was a, 
a magician. He was an escape artist, too. He called himself the Amazing Randy. And he described himself as an honest liar. And that's what that documentary is about. I was watching that just recently. But what the documentary was also about was the fact that he was very disturbed as a, an illusionist, as a mentalist, as a, as a magician, as a professional magician, about uh, faith healers and, and fake psychics and people like that who claimed to have supernatural powers but did not. But what he was, I guess, was an honest liar. You can Google him on you, or go see him on YouTube or go to our resource page. He was an amazing guy. And he spent the last several years of his career basically debunking fakes. But not to get off track, I do want to commend that documentary to you. I do want to commend his, uh, his uh, YouTube uh, information to you. But what we are not talking about are these illusionists who see themselves as entertainers, we, who wink good-naturedly when they talk about their powers. Okay, so then what are we going to be talking about then? What we are talking about is the so-called supernatural magic, whether it's white magic or black magic, as if there's a difference, or witches who claim to be good witches or white witches or, or, or not you know, good witches, or channelers, people who allow wise ancient beings to occupy their bodies and share divine wisdom with people. And you may remember in our opening podcast episodes on the occult, we talked about how people crave or desire some sense of hidden or higher knowledge to give them an edge in life, or they want access to some kind of special powers to see beyond the immediate life in which they live into the future, the special knowledge or wisdom. And I suppose that magic is the expression of that desire in some sense. It's uh, the idea that they can access a power source to give them this knowledge or wisdom. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely remember talking about kind of that people looking kind of beyond this realm for some supernatural piece. So how does that all fit in with the magic um, that you're talking about, this white magic, black magic? Well, when you approach this matter of wisdom or knowledge or even magic, the source and significance of that source really simplifies things to help you think biblically. And in James 3.15, we find the beginning of a clarifying conversation about such things, that, and it talks about them in the context of things that cause strife and confusion in this earthly life. And we read this in James 3.15 to 18. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Okay, so what's going on here? How does this apply to magic and psychics and all of that um, kind of supernatural type of thing? Well, think of it this way, Mark. First, there's this desire for the added edge that we talked about in our earlier podcast, a desire for special knowledge, a desire for knowing the unknown that other mortals don't know and don't have access to. And this isn't necessarily born out of a godly desire or a godly character or a godly contentment or peace that transcends all human understanding. It is born out of a, of a desire to claw yourself ahead of everybody else. And it's not necessarily pure, 
in motive, motivation. It's selfish, perhaps. And that's why you can say it's sort of earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. And what we see is, when you look at this passage in James, is that there are basically two kinds of wisdom in this world. The wisdom from God, which comes down from above, which is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits. And then there's this other wisdom, which is earthly, natural, unspiritual, and demonic. And this is the realm of magic. You see, in God's world, in the world in which we all live, there are only two types of people, those who serve him and those who don't. And it's just that simple. And there's only two kinds of wisdom. That's the wisdom that comes down from above from him and the wisdom that doesn't. And that's why we have to test the spirits to see if they're from God. First uh, John 4, 1 through 3 says this, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh and is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. Okay, so relate this back then to this magic, this black magic and white magic, good witches, bad witches, all of those things. Well, let me go back into my past. Years ago, I met uh, two people who, who were the heads of the, or founders of the House of Wicca here in the United States. And they would claim, and they claimed that they practiced white magic or good magic. But as you spoke to them, after some hemming and hawing and maneuvering, they would go on to deny Christ and deny his, his deity. They talk about him being special in some way. But in the end, they would claim that their worship, their faith, predates Christ and Christianity. And so they would be in opposition to him. And when you get back to 1 John 4, 1 through 3, what might that say about them? Well, I think that would be pretty clear uh, from the passage. You know, uh, in verse 1, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. And then you skip down into verse 2, and it says, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. And so essentially they would be the spirit of the Antichrist. They would fall into um, that camp that says uh, that's not from God. That's it. And I think we have to be clear here, and we don't want to be uncharitable or unkind, but this idea of white magic or black magic or good magic or bad magic, these are artificial distinctions. There's just magic. And in some cases, it's just good-natured sleight-of-hand party tricks or party antics or things you see on a cruise ship or on a TV show. And in the other arena, in the other realm, it's powered by the demonic or occultic world. And that's like Pharaoh's magicians who opposed God. Illusionists and sleight-of-hand people who make no supernatural claims are entertainers and in most cases are harmless enough. But those who claim to have supernatural powers or even exhibit them are at minimum uh, not telling the truth. And at maximum, they are in the occultic realm and they are uh, dabbling in the occult or the demonic satanic realms and whatever powers they have do not come from God, are not of God. They are uh, supernatural, perhaps demonic, for sure. All right. Well, would you say that they have magical powers? Can they cast spells and move objects and do those things then? 
Well, yeah, and I, I think I haven't been real clear on that. No, they can't. Humans don't have an ability to do that. Humans cannot hex or curse people. Uh, they can't cast a spell on you. That's fiction. But they can uh, be instruments in the hands of Satan. And Satan can perform, or he has supernatural powers that he can make it appear as if a witch doctor or a shaman is doing it themselves. But in the reality is, it is a demon performing uh, some sort of act or some sort of attack. And during the tribulation, the Antichrist will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that deceive. You see that in 2 Thessalonians 2.9. And according to Scripture, these miracles are empowered by Satan. Jesus gives similar warnings. Jesus warned that in the end times, the end times would be characterized by treachery of counterfeit prophets who will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive. That's in Matthew 24, 24. And the book of Revelation describes Satan working feats through the false prophet in Revelation 13. So we know such power doesn't come from above, and it doesn't come from a human being. It comes from Satan, and it opposes the cause of Christ rather than promoting it. And so it is with all witches, with all witchcraft, and with all magic. Well, and I think that it should go without mentioning that the Old Testament as well probably speaks just as much uh, to this as the New Testament. Well, that's true. The Old Testament and the testimony of the New Testament, neither one have anything good to say, virtually nothing good to say about magic, witches, sorcery, and things like that. And you just see that throughout the Bible. Yeah, I mean, when you look at some of these Old Testament passages, I think they're, they're pretty clear about what they're saying, right? The there's a passage in Exodus 22:18. It says, "You shall not allow a sorceress to live." Um, that seems pretty pretty straightforward to me as to how we should deal with these things. And um, Micah says, "I will cut off sorcerers from the from your hand, and and you will have fortune tellers no more." And Micah's again making it very clear that um, there should be very much a distinction between Christians and those people who who serve the Lord God Yahweh and the people who um, dabble in these kind of things. And it, you see it even in Deuteronomy, uh, going all the way back to those first five books in uh, Deuteronomy 18.10. It says, there shall, be, there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, one who uses divination, one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer. And, you know, I... I like this passage from Deuteronomy because this is Moses really um, warning the people of Israel before they cross over into the promised land uh, to to keep themselves pure, to serve God and God alone. Don't let themselves get corrupted by the other religions that are going to be in this land and, and they're to, to do away with all of these things. And I think it's it's very clear, I think, for us as Christians um, to to remember that we need to stay very much separated and away from uh, these people who dabble in these uh, ultimately sata- satanic things. Yeah, when you look in, in Deuteronomy eighteen ten, they they link human sacrifice as an you know the, making your son or daughter pass through the fire. They equate that with witchcraft or or reading the future, interpreting omens, or sorcery. That's how serious these things are. Here's another passage, speaking of grouping things together. Watch the grouping here in 1 Samuel 15, 23. For rebellion is as the sin of divination, and insubordination is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, you have been rejected from being 
king. Now, what's going on here is Israel's first king, Saul, lost his kingdom because of his disobedience to God. But notice how serious disobedience is, and notice what it's grouped with. It's grouped with divination, maybe reading the future. It's grouped with witchcraft, idolatry, false religion. These things are linked. Witchcraft, as you read, Mark, in the theocratic kingdom of Israel, was a capital crime punishable by death under the Old Covenant. Now, I don't want anybody to leave from hearing this podcast and thinking that we're advocating executing witches today. We live in the New Testament era. We live in the Age of Grace. But the takeaway here is that magic and witchcraft is a form of idolatry, rebellion, and disobedience, opposition to God's will. Uh, You made this statement. You said um, that... The, this all this magic and this witchcraft is really just a form of idolatry and rebellion and disobedience. And so why don't you kind of unpack that a little bit more? I think we can see in some of these passages where that is, but why don't you unpack that a little bit more for us? Well, I think what we're reading and seeing and learning here from God's Word is that there's no good magic or white magic or black magic. It's all bad. There's no good side to it. And to that end, there are no good witches or so-called white witches like in the Wizard of Oz, for example, they're just witches. And all of these, whether they realize it or not, or whether they acknowledge it or not, whether they're conscious of it or not, stand in direct opposition to Jesus. And that's why uh, we read in Matthew 12:30, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. What's going on here is this, is that all these things are in opposition to God. All right, Keith, can you maybe wrap up this whole series of podcasts for us in a sentence or two or three, I guess I'll give you a little leeway from going all the way from to this one, including uh, magic? I'll give it a try. I think the thing we need to understand is to beware of the occult in whatever form it takes, whether it's something innocent looking like a horoscope or a Ouija board or a seance or magic. We don't need to be experimenting with things in the supernatural realm because when it comes down to it, magic is in opposition to God in all of its forms. There's no good magic or bad magic. There's just magic. And whether we realize it or not, every human being in this world ultimately serves one or two masters, the God of the universe, Jesus Christ, or they serve Satan. And the fact is, you can't serve two masters. You're either with Jesus or against Jesus. And so when it comes to the occult or magic or anything in that realm, you've got to be aware of this. And so choose wisely. Well, that's it for today, Mark. Thanks for joining us, everyone. If you'd like additional resources, go to our resource page at www.gracetoliveradio.org and hit the resource button. If you have questions, I'd love to hear from you. Email me at keith at hillside.org and I'll get back to you just as soon as I can. If you'd like to learn more about Hillside Church, visit our website, www.hillside.org. Worship with us on Sunday at 8, 9.30 or 11 or online. And remember, give us a good rating. If you're enjoying this podcast, share it with a friend, leave comments, because when you do that, you trigger the algorithms that move us up in the rating system and we can reach more people. This is Keith Crosby with Mark Stickler saying, God bless you and God keep you.